It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. Just got to hit that Listen Now button. And it's another Blockbuster Friday show, Wade. You know, we have the coolest guy on today. He's the Chief Operating Officer of the PGA of America. And there's a lot going on with our association these days. And as a PGA member, I'm proud he's one of our leaders at the helm. There it is. Well done on the board there, Wade Weiser, producer extraordinaire. Love it, man. And, uh, you know, our song of the week, our first song of the week, a little Coldplay, In My Place. And it's in honor of the guy who's in definitely the right place, in my opinion. And that's the COO of the PGA of America who's joining us on the phone. His name is Daryl Crawl. Daryl, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? Great, uh, Keith. Thanks for the invitation and uh, love the cold play. You uh, you nailed one of my favorites, so I appreciate that. Well, you know, I have spies everywhere, Daryl, so you should be worried. That's for sure. So well, I'm not worried, but I'll tell you what, uh, just to, to kick off, Keith, uh, thanks for all that you do um, as a PGA member and one of uh, close to 30,000 around the country that wake up every day, not only to create a, you know, a fun experience, uh, hence your, uh, your title, but also to run the business of the game, to coach and teach all of us, and to provide memorable experiences. So thanks for all that you do and all that your peers do. It's uh, my pleasure and always humbled to, uh, to work for such great people. Well, I tell you, you know what, the it, it's uh, good things happen to good people. We're all trying to do a good job, and you're doing a great job. We're trying to do our best to try to grow the game, trying to evolve, trying to take on this next generation of golfer and engage them and try to figure this whole thing out. You know, the whole golf world's kind of at a pivot moment. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today was to discuss basically what's going on with the PGA of America, Can you know, kind of from a 30,000-foot you know, view um, from where you guys are up there and the different programs and initiatives that are going on. I mean, it's been a busy 2019. And, uh, you know, what can you tell my listeners about what's most exciting with the PGA of America right now? Sure. Well, looking at the last 12 months, our new CEO, Seth Waugh, just celebrated his first year anniversary literally two days ago. And under his leadership, we're taking a creative and an innovative look at strategy and how we can best not only serve and support our PGA members like yourself around the country and frankly around the world, but how can we better connect with consumers and ensure that we're all doing our part to create a healthy sport which will lead to a healthy industry. And frankly, there's a lot of data that showcases that we're doing that very well. Again, thanks in large part to our PGA members, but there's so many exciting things that have happened in the last 12 months. And with a little bit of latitude, I'd like to talk about a few, um, really leading off with our PGA Championship moving to May, uh, which really had a a significant impact on the golf calendar from a major championship standpoint, creating uh, really a healthy cadence of once a month, having something really major going on in the world of golf and having it uh, in New York State. Uh, Metropolitan New York specifically and, and Beth Page Black 
very specifically. We had great success, uh, an amazing champion in, in Brooks Kepka, and just great support from you know some of the best fans in the world. Um, also, it's been a year that we uh, identified that we're moving our corporate headquarters. Uh, from South Florida to Frisco, Texas. And we've had a great great 60-year run in South Florida. We'll continue to have a presence there as we have in Manhattan with our commercial team. Uh, but our headquarters, global headquarters, will be in Frisco, Texas. And there's so much going on there. Keith, as it relates to a 680-acre campus that will have you know two amazing championship golf courses to take our best events uh, from a broadcast standpoint, have events for our PGA members, uh, for kids, specifically uh, PGA Junior League Golf. We're so thrilled with the success of that program, which now has more than 60,000 kids playing in a team-based format, co-ed. Many beginners are enjoying uh, an entryway into the game, thankfully led by their coaches who are PGA professionals. So you think about uh, moms and dads coaching football or baseball or volleyball or soccer doing you know their very best to give those kids a great experience we have highly trained experts and men and women like you Keith that are leading these teams and coaching and teaching these kids about the game about life how to be uh, you know quality young people and we hope to have Frisco Texas turn into our Williamsport thanks in large part to uh, the facility also the city and ESPN who will be our new broadcast partner for PGA Junior League Golf's National Championship, just like the Little League World Series. Uh, a couple more things, if you don't mind. Uh, PGA Hope, which is our program to honor and support our veterans. Uh, it's really a, a national tragedy when you think that more than 20 of our fellow U.S. citizens, veterans specifically, uh, take their lives every day uh, dealing with the uh, incredible stress and strain uh, of coming back after serving our country. And if we uh, in the golf industry can do our part like other industries and provide avenues for these veterans to have quality, positive experiences, again, with PGA professionals, many of them donate their time and their facilities to teach and provide access to play and provide these memorable, positive experiences with others who've had similar experiences, you know, saving lives and improving lives is what we're all about. Uh, and thanks to PGA professionals, we're making that happen. And then finally, uh, we've done something, uh, created something new again this year, and that's we have a women's PGA Cup that will be held in Austin later this fall, captained by our president, Susie Whaley, a team from the U.S. will compete against Australia, Canada, Great Britain and Ireland, the Netherlands and Sweden in a 54-hole competition. We've had a men's PGA Cup for decades, and that's a celebrated way for our U.S. men, best PGA professionals from a playing standpoint in the country to compete against their counterparts from Great Britain and Ireland. And uh, we're doing, obviously, a great service to the game to promote it and celebrate the women uh, who are equally capable and committed and play at such a high level and can't wait to watch that happen. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, and you can tell right away why I wanted to have this guy on the show today and, you know, cover some of the pop culture golf that's going on right now. This chief operating officer that we have on the line, Daryl Crawl of the PGA of America, just listed a bunch of things there. And, and, you, and you could have talked about drive, chip and putt and PGA journeys and and thanks, PGA Pro. And there's all these great programs that are going on. And again, and I mean this with, with you know, a tremendous sincerity is that. We are happy as PGA pros that you are the chief operating officer. But, you know, there's a path that got you there. There, There is a PGA journey that you went on. And for the fans of the show and for people that maybe don't know you, right, you know, I – 
I particularly think that your career path had a very logical, you know, um, road that you traveled. But, you know, my folks in, up here in New Jersey, in the New York metropolitan area, they, they don't know your story. Could you share with us your story and how you got to be now running all the operations of the PGA? Thanks for asking, Keith. I grew up in a pretty humble environment on a farm, a working cattle ranch farm in north central Ohio, about as far away from golf as one can imagine. And by luck or divine intervention, a PGA professional tapped me on the shoulder uh, following a summer league basketball game when I was 13 and said, have you ever considered playing golf? And I looked at him, hopefully with respect, and I said, did you just see what I did on the basketball court? No, sir, uh, I don't play golf. Um, I just dropped 30 on the competition. He said, well, it's nice to have a, a second sport and a sport that you can play the rest of your life. And by the way, I was a pretty good high school and college basketball player, and that got my attention. And that individual, George Valentine, changed my life. Uh, PJ member um, taught me about the opportunities that the game could present, taught me how to play, gave me a job, and showed me a world that I knew nothing about and created a pathway not only to play college golf at Duke University, which there's no way I could have attended a school like that without a full scholarship, and then showcased opportunities from a career standpoint that led me to Rod Myers, another PGA member who was my golf coach at Duke, who led me to another leader in the golf industry, Dr. Ed Cottrell, that gave me a job to go work in Tokyo. I lived in Japan, worked uh, for a golf company there right out of college, and was lucky enough to come back to the U.S. and get a job working for one of our regional offices in the Carolinas for a few years, then off to Dallas and northern Texas to run that regional office, and was invited to then join the TGF America team about nine years ago. So it's been a labor of love, and like you, when you can make a living in an area where you have a deep passion and you're connected to like-minded people that love the sport and just want to make it better. And we think everybody should be playing and what can we do together to make that happen? Uh, so I've been very lucky along the way and uh, positive influence and mentors uh, everywhere I look. So I'm sure your story is similar, but we all share a great passion for the sport. And we just want to do everything we can to make sure it's healthy and sustainable. Well, I tell you, I think personally, I think it's a really cool story. And, you know, one of the side notes is that, you know, if you're listening earlier, Daryl mentions that the PGA is about to make a big kind of uh, transition and paradigm shift here and move out to Texas, to North Texas, where you spent a bunch of time in your career as the executive director of the North Texas PGA section. So how excited are you personally and your family to move back to Texas? Well, it, certainly uh, home is wherever uh, you are, right? And the opportunity that Frisco, Texas provided to the PGA of America was truly a profound and will be transformational. You think about the, the center of the country location, the ease of our PGA members and our partners coming to this location, to their uh, new home, uh, the ease of our team traveling around the globe, but also the uh, incredible business environment that exists here in the state, in the uh, the metroplex of Dallas-Fort Worth. With Frisco being our headquarters, we get to take advantage of all of that. It's a very sports-rich environment as well. Golf matters in every way from a professional standpoint with two incredibly strong PGA Tour events, high charitable activation, and frankly, an unbelievably highly educated and diverse workforce is we do everything we can to make sure our workforce looks more like America so that hopefully America uh, takes into consideration all the benefits of golf from uh, playing golf with integrity, uh, competing to win, but in the right way. We think attributes of golf are positively transferable to the rest of society, uh, and it's going to be a great place to live for our team. Uh, the quality of life here is exceptional. 
uh, tremendous public education, and we've found that our team that's visited has seen themselves, whether it be from a, a millennial or a family with young kids or moving towards retirement age, they found a location uh, in a subculture that fits them. And most importantly, we're building out a campus that will celebrate our PGA brand, be tremendous for the championship assets that we enjoy, uh, and most importantly, have world-class facilities and training for our PGA professionals, those that are evolving in their career, those that are well-established, in uh, a place to really call home. For the business of the game, for coaching and player development, we're going to have the absolute best facilities, technology, and training where we can aggregate everything that's great about the sport. And we have tremendous partners. When you look at what the city of Frisco has done, um, I'm not sure your listeners will enjoy this, but uh, the Cowboys have their headquarters and practice facility in Frisco, Texas, of all places. Other major sports franchises uh, from a basketball, hockey, baseball, they have a presence here as well. Um, it just has a, a can-do attitude with the city, um, and we just can't wait to, uh, to get going. We've broken ground. Uh, we've been moving dirt for about two months. You can see the shapes of the golf holes. Um, our headquarters design is underway, and we just can't wait to build something that's responsible, of course, but also something that our PGA members can be very proud of as we do our part to elevate the industry and hopefully grow the game. Well, and you start talking about growing the game, and you mentioned millennials earlier, and one of the things we're always talking about and, and why the theme of this show is the pop culture of golf is that we're trying to relate to many different generations, and, and golf is one of these unique uh, verticals in that we're, you know, we're trying, you and I are trying to engage five different generations on any given day. And, you know, one of the events that made me kind of think about this and I wanted to discuss with you was the um, Steph Curry event that was last Monday in San Francisco, you know, that was to benefit PGA Reach, which is our foundation, our national foundation. And it seemed to me like using Steph Curry was a real creative way to get, you know, a crossover audience a little bit more engaged in golf. But what, what other kind of things that can we share with the PGA members and the fans of golf that you guys feel like you have up and coming as plans that we're going to try to do as an association to engage all of these different generations and in, in their wants and needs. You know, um, a millennial wants me to be a cool director of fun professional and, you know, you know, maybe some of my baby boomers and my traditionalists, they may want me to be more of, you know, a uh, rules official and, uh, you know, handicap steward. It's certainly a challenge, but as you know, Keith, a great opportunity, right? So how do we find ways to merge all of these different uh, generations onto the same freeway of golf, right? There's different on-ramps for each. And you, know, you talk about Steph, uh, both Steph Curry and Alex Morgan joined our PGA Junior League ambassador team along with Rory McIlroy, who had a pretty good year. Uh, Michelle Weed just got married. The ever-popular Ricky Fowler and Lexi Thompson are all on Team PGA Junior League Golf to talk about, to tweet, to promote this incredible platform for growing the game. And Steph took it one step further. Obviously, he's a very good player, uh, loves the sport, and he, along with his foundation and Workday, partnered with PGA Reach recently in San Francisco at Harding Park, uh, the site of our 2020 PGA Championship next May, to raise money for both uh, the Curry Eat, Learn, Play Foundation as well as PGA Reach. So we raised a ton of money for good works done by both organizations. But we also, I think, can look at one example of what we're doing in PGA Frisco as an opportunity to aggregate 
these different generations. We're building a 10-hole short course that's designed both by Gil Hands and Bo Welling, who are the architects of note for our East and West golf courses, where we'll have the best players in the world compete uh, for all the golf fans in the world to enjoy. But this short course is really profoundly important. Number one, it's going to be a great place for you and me, Keith, after we play 18 holes and maybe settle a friendly wager. We can go do it quickly around the short course. It's something that kids as beginners or intermediate players can learn the game in a safe place where the distance from tee to green is not far, coachable moments. It's also something that uh, corporate executives that may be on site staying at the Omni Resort Hotel or having a convention can slip out after their work and you know get in a, a quick 10 holes before dinner. And then speak to the millennial crowd, yeah, they're going to have lights. And we plan to be open until 11 or 12 o'clock at night where after work uh, they can stop by the ice house. Kids will have lemonade. Uh, adults may have a different type of beverage, but they'll be able to enjoy a great golf experience under the lights enjoying themselves in a casual environment with music, with fun. Um, we think that that's going to speak to all these generations in a way that's truly profound, where they can all be in the same place, maybe at slightly different times, but enjoy the essence of what the sport is. And that's a beautiful place um, with a, a stick and a ball, with friends uh, in a positive environment. I think everybody wins when we do things like that. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I, I love that idea. It's it's that's super savvy, and uh, I know I'm getting a wink right now from my producer Wade that he'd love the idea of a break. So, uh, real quickly, I'm going to give you an update. I'm going to tell you that after the morning wave, our PGA Cup team from America is up two and a half to one and a half over Great Britain and Ireland. So, I, I know you'd love to hear that. And uh, if you'd hold on for about sixty seconds, we'll be right back, and we want to talk more about Sports City USA there in Frisco, Texas, and a couple other you know next generation technology things that's going on at the PGA. So hold on tight. And uh, folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton, 2.15 p.m. for our friends in Frisco, Texas. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Be back in a moment. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programming and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. 
Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Turn up the anthem, Wade. You know I'm a dreamer, but my heart's a gold. I had a Second song of the week, little uh, little of the Motley Crew there, but uh, it's really it's the title of the song. It's Home Sweet Home, and uh, you know I played that for our special guest today, Daryl Crawl, who's the Chief Operating Officer of the PGA of America, and he probably doesn't get a lot of walk-up songs to Motley Crew, but uh, I think it's kind of a cool story that he's leading our association amongst others, not just him, but they're they're all leading us over there to this new Sports City USA, Frisco, Texas, and it's for him it's a little bit of a home sweet home. So welcome back to the show, Daryl. Um, you know, we have some fun here with the song of the week, and I hope you enjoy it. No, fantastic. Uh, very poignant. <laughs> you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, I'm pretty excited about this whole thing. And then, then again, I mean, when we start getting going here on the radio show as the director of fun, I approach my job every day pretty much like I'm living a dream. You know, it's just it's fantastic that I get to do these things and grow the game. And, you know, the radio happens to be, you know, my specialty for what um, how I can transfer a message. But, uh, you know, all of these things that you all have planned to take place out at this new headquarters. And one of the things that really piqued my interest was when Seth talked about this was going to be the Silicon Valley of golf. And what types of research and projects do you guys anticipate going on out there? What's your perspective on when you hear Seth say it's going to be the Silicon Valley of golf? Well, what Seth is talking about and what we're working hard to represent uh, in our futuristic vision is how can this be really a center of innovation, an innovation laboratory for all of golf? And we want, uh, as I said earlier, aggregate not only best practices, but best minds in and around the sport to find ways to um, create the most compelling argument for our current and hopefully future consumers to engage in a way that makes sense for them. You talked about five generations of golfers. Some of our golfers have all day. Maybe they're retired and have an opportunity to engage in a five or six or seven hour experience from when they leave their home until they go back where it's not just playing and practicing, but it's socializing before or after the round. There's some that might have, hey, I have 30 minutes. How can I find a way to have the best possible experience? And maybe that's through a simulator uh, that's connected to um, a restaurant or a bar or both. Maybe it's a, uh, a lesson or part of a program with a PJ professional where they're getting a, uh, an ongoing uh, experience, getting work on their game and how they manage the sport. How can technology amplify that not while they're not just while they're there in person but when they're back at their office or back at home through uh, the means by which you and other professionals can connect to those consumers and keep them engaged programmatically so it's not a transaction it's a relationship it's a partnership uh, and that's what PJ professionals do so well is they develop these relationships that extend beyond a simple here's 30 minutes of my time or 60 minutes of your time to get a physical golf lesson but how can that partnership and that relationship evolve where you not only become a better player, but you have a better experience and golf becomes part of your and your family's and your business's lifestyle. To me, that's how you really win. So how can we use this special place and this special time with all the wonderful people that we have access to, to have this laboratory and some of it will be technical, some of it will be operational, some of it will be, you know, very much a financial 
but the bottom line is we want to innovate not only here at PJ Frisco, but throughout golf. And to that end, um, we developed a chief innovation officer. Uh, one of my teammates, Arjun Chowdhury, has been elevated to this position so that we can look at ways to smartly invest in the game uh, in a way that will be beneficial to all, right? And that may be related to uh, how we grow and water grass, or that may be on how we coach and teach or how we communicate through technology in a way that amplifies our role and the benefit of the PJ professional. And we think that uh, this new, what we hope to be aspirationally uh, a home for American golf and PJ Frisco will provide those type of trickle-down benefits to all. Well, there's no doubt that I think that it's going to be a tremendous benefit. And it's really cool how you start to talk about now we have hired a chief innovation officer. And, you know, it makes me think of something. You know, you've been and your team at there down at the corporate office have been a part of so many, you know, I would call them initiatives or even innovations. Which one to you? I, I want to ask you a personal question. Which one to you makes you most proud? Well, there's so many that I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, if I had to pick one, Keith, one or two, um, you know, just let, let's say maybe tied for first. One you mentioned it uh, earlier is something I could have talked about, and that's uh, the PGA Journey campaign, where you were kind enough to ask about my journey. But I think it's so important for consumers and fellow PGA professionals to understand one another's journey. How did they get here? And part of it's personal as it relates to maybe uh, uh, their, their father or their uncle or their aunt introduced them to the game, uh, the influences of PGA members on their lives as they were evolving in their career. Um, but most importantly, what they're doing from an education standpoint, I mean, people don't realize that a PGA professional has at least 800 hours of professional education. They have to play at a high level. Uh, and that has to continue throughout their career to maintain their status. I mean, that is unbelievable. So these are highly trained, committed professionals that play at a very high level that happen to love this sport. I mean, how lucky are we to have such great resources to run the business of the game, to coach and teach uh, all of us, and to provide memorable experiences? So the Journey campaign, to me, I'm very proud because we're investing significant time and resources to help tell the story of these individuals um, that just one story at a time is profoundly impactful. Then you bundle them together. Uh, it's what is really the, uh, uh, the, the thread that knits all of it together. And then secondarily, uh, super proud of the association taking a leadership role um, in junior golf. And while we're all dependent upon what happens every day at golf facilities around the country with uh, men and women PGA professionals teaching the game and making golf accessible for children, but PGA Junior League is just a, a trend-setting, uh, impactful, easy to understand entry ramp onto the uh, the golf highway, and we've seen such tremendous growth and success. And like I said earlier, who gets to participate in youth sports with a highly trained professional? Um, it just doesn't happen very often, and I don't know that we can do ever a good enough job of explaining to parents and kids alike that the individual that is your coach is one of the most highly tra trained and competent people. Uh, on earth. And you look at any direction, the people that we engage with, we're so lucky to have that support from our professionals, confidence and trust from our parents. But most importantly, the kids have a great time. And the best promotion of it is word of mouth. When kids tell kids, you're not going to believe how cool this is to have a jersey with my name and number on the back to play in this scramble well, you, format you know what, where I got, everybody wins. I got to stop you right there. You start talking about the jersey with the name on the back, right? Um, this weekend, I'm hosting a Division One golf tournament for women here at Princeton Invitational, Women's Princeton Invitational, and one of the teams showed up with jersey numbers and their names on the back 
of their jersey. A Division One collegiate college team had numbers on the back of their golf shirts and names. And, it, and you know, I mean, I just had to share that with you because that is the influence of PGA Junior League. And that's the, the influence that we have of, like, me being the director of fun. And there's one thing that I'm just dying to do with you that we do week in and week out that my fans love. And I got to hit you with a little rapid-fire Q&A. So you up for this? Far away. All right. Favorite Duke basketball player of all time? Bobby Hurley. Morning, noon, or night person? Morning. Player of the year, Brooks or Rory? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. If you could add one person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? George Valentine, the PGA professional who changed my life. Oh, cool. All right, great answer. Would you rather win a Grammy or an Oscar? Grammy. Are you superstitious? Yes. (laughs) When you hear the word innovator, who is the first person that comes to mind? My boss, Seth Waugh. Oh, man. Great answer there. Well, I'm sure he appreciates that. And you know what, Daryl Crawl, we really appreciate you here on Springdale Golf Live for coming on today and talking to us about the PGA of America and all the great things that me being a member, I'm so proud that you guys are there working on you, Jeff, Susie, Seth, the whole team down there. Um, I can't wait to see what you're up to next. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Many thanks, Keith. Thanks for all that you do, and uh, cheers to everyone for a great weekend. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Well, there you go, Wade Weiser. How about that guy, huh? I mean, unbelievable what they got going on at the PGA of America. I just love it. And, oh, jeez, here we go. Got to send you over to Doug Gottlieb. Well, I had so much to say. Uh, yeah. Well, I tell you what. I, I got to wish good luck to my Princeton women's golf team this weekend in the Invitational. Got to thank my sponsors, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, of course, F.H. Wadsworth. Thanks, Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, most importantly, our listeners. You know what, folks? I got to go back to Springdale. But where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from New York to Philadelphia and, of course, everywhere online, may you all have a spring. Day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We now return you to our regularly scheduled National Fox Sports 920, The Jersey programming already in progress.